Omar Karadin. Hello. Hello, hello. Thanks for coming on the show, my brother. Thanks for having me. I love being here. I love the setup that you put together, and I'm just very happy to be here. So thank you for that. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for Evan Bliss for making our first introduction happen, and also for Make Plus, all that you're building. I'm so pumped to unpack this maker's journey. Yeah, so am I. (laughs) Of you and also of all the people that come through. Yeah. I'm pumped. All right. Let's uh let's rock it let's rock it right in. We go for it. Yeah, we have a journey that we must unpack. So roots, nourishment. Okay. The seed. Okay, we're going we're going way back. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, okay, so I uh, I was born and raised in the Middle East in Dubai to be specific, um, and my both my parents are in the design field. Um, my mom is an interior designer, and my dad sort of helps my mom run the interior design company. Kind of takes care of most of the business side of things, um, and I kind of grew up with this like sort of you know predetermined thought that was you know my mom was always telling me that I see you you know leading and and sort of creating these things and putting things together like that's kind of what I see for you you know and I kind of grew up with like hearing that all the time and it kind of manifested itself into you know me maybe doing that Um, and then I studied architecture just because for me it was uh, one of these Uh, categories that will provide you with all the tools that you need in order to sort of and I'll say this again later but bring ideas to life right Um, I feel like in terms of architecture specifically um, it's too big of a scale for you to go through the whole process because of that disconnect between when you're doing like a big building um, you have that section in which you're sitting down and sort of designing behind a computer screen and and putting things together virtually right Um, And then there's a disconnect in which a contractor comes in and then sort of puts that together and builds it all. Right. And then by the time they're doing that, you're sort of moving on and and working on your next design venture. Right. Where the smaller the scale, specifically with furniture, and that's where all of this kind of started, you get to go through that process in its entirety. So you can start by coming up with this idea um, and sort of literally bringing it to life and putting it together and feeling it and there's a there's a crazy validation right in 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 having this thing that's in your mind that then you can tangibly like it's there you can touch it you can feel it um and so that's sort of the journey in which what it let me manifest this idea of what i'm trying to do um so again back to i studied architecture in um the american university of sharjah which is a small city right next to Dubai. Um, And then I moved out here about two and a half years ago, maybe three now. Um, Worked at an architecture firm, uh, more of a design build firm, honestly, because I didn't want to lose that connect of being able to be, uh, because it was a small scale architecture firm, I was able to actually, you know, be on site and sort of go through some of that physical aspect of the things that I didn't want to lose if I just fixated on architecture. Um, And about a year ago, I left my job and started focusing on putting together this creative hub, Make Plus, which is 
um, our motto is actually bring your ideas to life, yes. which is where this whole thing started from, yes. right? Yes. And so that's that's Make Plus for you. Yeah. That's how it started. So mom and dad are still running interior design business yes. in Dubai. Yes. And your younger brother other siblings or just younger brother i have a younger brother and a younger sister as and well. a younger sister yeah. neither one got interested in the interior design or architecting or furniture mm, actually my sister is an interior designer oh, she is. she's she's studying to oh. become an interior designer oh, she's still in college right now but so she's yeah following the, she's following the in steps. the footsteps yeah, yeah. yeah. okay <laughs> So then mom and dad had a good amount of influence on definitely the star. Definitely. Yeah. And cool. also a good amount of influence on the bringing of what it is yes. that, you know, exists today in, in several ways. Like we're not necessarily speaking financially, um, but even like I look up to my dad when it comes to like the business side of things a lot because i feel like he's you know i've seen him bring several companies to life i've seen him put together the structures of these things and and he's sort of like the business backbone of everything that we're doing right now um it's very important for me to mention that and to just put it out there yeah. um i think it's important to give credit where it's due yes um and definitely you know my mother for like being the person who pushed and sort of put this idea of you know leading and and creating and um, being a force, a driving force. Yeah. Yeah. Um, bless the nourishment of really solid parents. hundred percent. Oh hundred percent. Preach. Preach. Yeah, man. That is such a crucial piece to that main analogy from high level perception that real first one that's so profound that seed of the tree getting the nourishment in the roots that enables it to flower the fruits is the similar style idea with the human seed getting the nourishment of the roots and especially when both parents are there and putting in that love and those basic needs being met enable the kid to really rock it up and get some fruits but there's also interesting archetypes about you know, people's shadows and some of the darknesses, shadow births fire, these types of things as well along the way. What were kind of like some of your more harder times growing up that you can share with us that you think may be insightful? And how did you find the treasure on the other side of those traumas? Um, in terms of like serious trauma, I feel like I'm I'm blessed that I can't say that I went through anything that was serious enough to like impact my life and change my course at any point in time. Um, I grew up, you know, with this idea of, of I loved making things. I remember that, you know, back when I was really young, there was a time where I would just pick up scraps of wood and just put them together and not really know what I was making, but it was just the idea of putting something together was fascinating yeah. to me. Um, and my parents kind of sort of caught that early on and, and tried to nourish that yes, and bring yes, that to yes. life. I don't think that I there's a that. specific trauma that I can pinpoint that's, that I would say, you know, changed my life yes, or yes. changed. Besides the realization that I studied architecture for five years, you know, um, but I didn't want to do architecture. 
Yeah. You know, and and I wouldn't classify that as a as a trauma or yeah, something yeah. that's you know, but it was a it was a moment in time where I realized that I you know I got I spent these five years learning and and capturing all these tools that I have, but I don't want to put them in what I was intended to put them right. And there was a point in time yeah. where I didn't know what I could do with these tools and what I could do with these things um, that could be. Well, first of all, lucrative enough that I can, you know, sustain a living. Yep. But at the same time, um, be happy with what I'm doing and creating. Um, I know that furniture is not one of those things where you can like make a lot of money and, and become like a millionaire out of out of doing furniture. And I know that there's a, a an entrepreneurial side to me that wants to sort of build something and 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 put together all these little elements that come together to form this big whole. Um, which we'll probably get in depth yep, into. Yep. Um, and so for me, I think that switch at which where I was still working at the firm that I was working in here and having to make that decision to leave that and leave that constant that was so, sort of, you know, moving yeah. me forward yeah, and yeah. just making that switch yeah, was yeah. A, a pretty difficult time. Um, we call those leaps of faith. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Well, I, I took I took quite the leap in terms of like leaving something and, and jumping into this idea that hadn't yet manifested itself, yes, you know, and yes. I, I had no idea what it was specifically, but I knew that there was something there, you know, something that I had to pursue. And I knew that there was a certain point at which I couldn't pursue two things hand in hand i wasn't able to, there was a For certain sure. point yep. at which i couldn't do my job and give it my hundred percent and also build this little baby and, yep. and give it my hundred percent you know and so making that switch i feel was a very substantial point in my life and there were there were a lot of times where you know i thought about it and i was like hey did i did i make the right decision am i and, and even right now like there are points in time where i question you know, if it would have been better if I had just stayed at a steady, you know, income job and I didn't have to worry about all that. But then sitting back and looking at yeah. this thing, you know, sort of going through autopilot is is pretty like it's validating. It's that same analogy I made about building furniture and being able to touch it to see it, you know. So that's kind of one way I would answer that question yeah. in terms of what yes, is a yes. point in time that, you know, I had a quick shift. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that the parents came in and really nurtured that moment when they saw you putting together the wood scraps. I think that something that may be really interesting at a macro level phenomenon to investigate is that what percentage of people that end up having such a bright flame undergo some sort of shadow, which is a very common archetype that people talk to me about all the time. And then there's these fun and I would say more unique cases of people like you that were nurtured by two parents, didn't really seem to have like tremendous shadow-esque moments, uh, lack of nutrients type moments, and that still end up having a very bright fire and i th i would hypothesize that one of them is that uh you're a f you're you're proving yourself as the first sort of generation immigrating into the united states to pursue their dreams in the code of law in the artistic community that we have here entrepreneurial yeah so that's usually a big one for you know myself as well uh that being 
the case as being born here, but being from that first generation immigrant family. And that's a very common theme in the first generation immigrant families as well. So that'd be an interesting percentage to analyze. And the other thing that I thought that you said that was interesting was that we typically don't think that when we go into architecture that the architecture is going to be doing some sort of 3D model and then we're going to hand it off and then it's going to get built and then we're not even going to see it or touch it or do the building at all. That's a, that's an important point to make because maybe we do need architects to definitely be more involved in, like you said, with furniture, you're, you're right there physically making it along with the, after the modeling process. And maybe, maybe architects actually going in and working with that process more hands-on is, will, would, would be potentially sometimes more rich for them to at least connect back to, to that along, along the journey. And, and, and overall, I think there is going to be a bigger synthesis with things like what we talked about with Evan and what we're going to talk about with you is that architecting is not even limited to buildings and offices, but architecting is the word that we use when we talk about building the future. We talk about architecting civilization. We talk about civilization design. So that's probably one of my favorite ways to use that word. So I'm not, I'm not going to. You know, I'm not going to sit here and talk about architecting the inclusive stakeholding decentralized protocols and mm-hmm. then for me to just be like, well, now other people can go and build that. You know, I want to be there. Like, that's the whole thing. You 3D model it and then you want to be there hands on watching, observing, creative directing, all this type of stuff and engaging engineering all that stuff it's it's really important i appreciate that point too i'd like to also say we i mean we we've had this conversation a while back and we talked about like what is architecture right and this is a very common conversation in you know the architecture field right we talk about it a lot and we, we try to answer that question and i feel like there's a lot of people with different perspectives on what that means um, but one definition that I've heard, which which makes a lot of sense to me, is that arch- architecture is simply creating relationships between elements. Yep. Um, I remember saying that to you and, yeah. and it kind of just yeah. clicked in your it head. It did. Right. Yeah. Because it's not limited to, you know, architecture as a practice, as architecture in the sense that it's it's just this thing where you you models buildings and build buildings and it's houses and things like that. architecture is just creating relationships between elements yeah, right yeah. we are architecting a scenario right now where we are creating something that other people are engaging into and seeing yeah. and and benefiting from and we are benefiting from all that and this is a form of architecting right yes um so that's just a small point that I'd like to point out. It's a massive point, and I'm really happy that you brought it back in because it was a big moment for me, creating relationships between elements. So the last couple of days on the program and even with Jeanette just a little bit ago on the show, we dove into the idea of connections and relationships being fundamental to consciousness and just in re- in reality in general subatomic particles and math and humans and countries and all levels the macro meso and micro you get what we would say are those relationships and connections and the way that they describe the relationship between two elements and so that is so fundamental to the nature of reality it's 
unbelievable how fundamental it is. And it's so beautiful to to think about the it beyond just the truss of a building and the relationship of the the plumbing to the electrical, but the relationship of the uh, the way that a, a a mother tree will sequester carbon, more carbon, undergo more photosynthesis, produce more sugars, distribute them through the mycorrhizal networks to fungi and to smaller seedlings in the understory, and then the the fungi will, in the relationship, sequester out nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, water, and distribute those to the trees. So that same style of relationship between humans being architected in the decentralization and the protocol layer is going to be really instrumental given tokenomics and mechanism design to move us more towards inclusive stakeholding, to move us more towards where we're actually linked up more like we are where I'm taking a breath right now you're taking a breath, the audience is taking a breath, 20,000 breaths per day. And there's a relationship, an invisible relationship between all of the O2 molecules that you're inhaling and the photosynthesis happening from phytoplankton and trees. Invisible, 20,000 times a but day. But it's happening. But it's happening. And that to have that level of perception is absolutely game-changing. So it's an augmentation in perception. It's an enlightening, it's more enlightening, it's more holism based, and it's it helps you when you do unleash your gifts into the world. It helps you do it from a more enlightened and aware perspective. So beautiful. I love that. I love that. Let's unpack Make Plus. You started giving us a a run-through of the pressure cooker, in a sense, a forcing function for you. And I love that, like the entrepreneurs. It's like, knock, knock, knock. You ready? It's, you know, and that, like, yeah. that happens kind of yeah. sanitized. Like, answer the call, you know? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of, I touched base on a lot of points here. Um, now I feel like I just want to connect everything yes. together to show you how we got to make plus. Um, with an architecture background, and clearly we've already established that I like to make things, right? Um, working here, I had realized that um, th there's a lot of people who also want to be able to make things, right? And and making things is a very relative term. Like you can you can make uh, like the the concept of creativity and what we foster in terms of making is either making. Um, like furniture and built objects or it could be more of a virtual thing where you're you're talking about photography and videography or you're talking about making music or you're i mean the options are unlimited right the the journey of make plus started with a vision of a wood shop right and that's that's what i am i i wanted to sort of have a space to to build things and to to sort of put you know my ideas to life to bring them to life um, and then I, I kind of started putting the space together and I had all this extra space that I didn't really know how to how to organize exactly. But I always thought to myself that, you know, with there's this analogy of build it and they will come. Right. Yep, yep. And so it was always like, let's put it together. Let's build my idea. Let's build my baby and bring it to life. Right. And then see who finds themselves most suitable to to fit in to plug into this big machine yes, right yes. and and there wasn't really a pre-thought and and that's probably why there's such 
different um, modes of creativity or outlets of creativity that we foster at Make Plus, it's because there was no predetermined idea of what works together, right? There was a wood shop. The wood shop was making things, physical things, right? Then somehow there was a, a, a photography studio, right? And that was just because there were a couple of photographers that I know of. And then the, we're here in L.A. where, you know, photography, videography, there's a scene for that. There was a demand for that. And so we created that photography studio. And then um, I remember that uh, or let me actually just break it down first. We yes, have yes. Make Plus currently operates a, a wood shop. We have a photography studio. We have a digital fabrication studio, and I'll, I'll get into what that is. We also have a music studio and a set production uh, studio, right? So all these things started from there was a wood shop. Yep. Right? Yep. And then the wood shop sort of, we had um, Knockhouse, who is the, the music production um, company that we have, um, came in at some point, and it was this group of guys who were just looking for a space to build something, right? To build their own studio. And they came to me with this idea of, hey, we have this idea, we want to put it together, we need you to, we need some consultancy services, right? We need your, your help building all this stuff because we have what it takes to, you know, make the studio work, but we need the space itself. Um, and I remember them coming into the shop to discuss this and then seeing the space. And I remember us walking through it together and then it just hit me like, why can't it be here? Mm -hmm. You know, like, why can't this be the space that you guys are doing your music stuff where we can co-link the music with the photography? Right. Mm -hmm. And then by doing that, we started having some of their clients who came in and started wanting us to build props for them for music videos, for things like that. And somehow this harmony started I to develop. It. And I then the props it. we were putting together were more on the physical stand of things. Right. But then there was more of like a, a design sort of set production situation that was required for most of the videos that we were trying to shoot and things like that. And that's where um, our other sister company, Drip Dome came in right which is also part of make plus um and that's that's how they fill in that gap and now we have this like gigantic intertwined community of all these different creative outlets that we provide to people but also have people come to us and say hey well we want like this holistic package right we want this whole thing where we can start from recording a song to shooting the music video and making the props required for that music video. And we're that one-stop shop that lets you have all of that, right? Um, we actually have some um, different images of some of the stuff yes. that we put together for these sets and these props that yes. we can pull up. Um, Do you guys get this? I just want to make sure that people get it. Because first of all, Omar takes the knock, 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 and he sees that this is the call. This is the call to adventure. This is the risk, high risk, high reward. This is sovereignty, right? Be your own supreme authority and lead from that creativity. And so, so in taking this, it's very risky. You know, there's a big, there's a big lease on, it's a big warehouse. And there's a big lease and this is, it was signed for five years mm -hmm. and that's a big deal. People are scared to sign a year for their, yeah, for their commitment house. Commitment is a scary Go, one. Well, five years, geez. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, so this is a big deal. This is a huge, it's a huge thing, but to have the, the trust, to have the faith, to take the leap and to know that I will 
Make it happen. I will wake up every day with a fire so bright under my ass. Ikigai. It's going to roar me up and it's going to roar me to create. And we have to also create from that most morally, ethically, and spiritually advanced and awakened place so that everything we touch is gold. And as we do that process, the pieces fall into place. People talk about this all the time. Whatever percent, people say it's 90%, whatever, is just showing up. Mm -hmm. Meaning you wake up every day and you get to find the people that are going to be coming to pass along some of the technology and massive equipment that is super needed to have the first makers coming into the space to have these partners coming into the space to have to know that you know that meeting is set up with with knockhouse and you know i mean these they did you guys you guys did such such a good job Thank i you. mean yeah this is I mean. this is just you guys you guys here is a whole Oh, oh, my, my, sorry, guys, my, uh, my NDI connection is, uh, didn't catch that, but there, uh, we'll pull it up, but yeah, knock house LA, you know, on Instagram, then we'll have potentially, oh, Omar's, oh, he has an image up. Perfect. Okay. So, uh, so, you know, you know, they did, they did a really good job at putting this together. I'll let you unpack this. I, I want to say, I want to say one more thing, one more thing before we get here. And then we'll unpack that. Cause look at that. I mean, that's just like <laughs> so gorgeous. The thing that I want to say is that Omar also, you know, he recognized that it's not a wood shop only, right? There's a synthesis. There's a synergy component to this where the, truly remarkable ideas emerge when you have the wood shop but then when you take this leap into music production let's bring music production into the warehouse where the wood shop is let's see what synthesis emerges let's bring these right. what is what would you say drip domes is that what is that called the these drip dome wood, is a set production set production so then set production makes more sense mm -hmm. but it's still also another another leap i mean these are this is the type of stuff you have to you have to think that you know wood and wood fab space and wood are also somewhat different that you're going to some people are going to want to do work on on metals and glass and all this other kind of stuff that's different than wood so again it's just that synthetic perspective of synthesis and taking that leap so to me it's gorgeous that that that's sort of the path that really opened up the doors and it wasn't just restricted to the wood shop right but it's that future of synthesis where all of these great things are going to emerge from that, from these diverse minds in the same place. I, I actually have something really important that Excellent. I want to point out that I remember, this is something that I used to say a lot at a very early stage of when I was putting all of this together. Um, I think that it's very important to know your people and build your team, yeah. right? One of my biggest concerns was putting the right people together to drive this force. I am a firm believer that there is no way that one person can drive a force so powerful or to become so powerful, right? 
by themselves. Yeah. I, I completely believe that you need several people that are all pulling this whole thing together. And, yes. and the bigger it gets, the more people you need. And I think that the biggest struggle is finding the right people. Yes. Right. Yes. And, yes. and it's very important for me to bring out that. Yeah, we we've mentioned Omar, Omar, Omar a few times, but that's that's kind of making me a little self-conscious. And it, it feels uh, I'm being a little selfish here. It's not Omar. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's like more than 10 to 15 people that are very very crucial into the bringing of what it what make plus is right now right there are people who played a big role in the setup portion there are people who played a big role in the operational portion there are people who did the same in um the making of like the classes the the small little pieces that that bring the whole thing together right right? right. it's very important to acknowledge that this is a team effort and that that the team is what leaves it you know, to survive. And I don't think that in any way that I could have got this to where it is without the people that I have on deck. Right? Likewise. Um, yes. So I, I have to say I'm very appreciative to everyone who was out there to make this come to life. And I am like stoked for what the future of Make Plus is. There was a time where I was like a, on a very different spectrum. I yeah, was just yeah. very confused. I didn't know if this was actually working or not. But the validation that I got from having other people support some of the weight and, and push things forward with me was just incredible. Yes. So, All right. Let's do it. Let's, let's people. You got to know it. your people. You know, Although, you yeah, know your yeah, people. It's critical. Yeah. But in yeah. the, the usually files in from the leap of faith and the fire under your ass because mm-hmm. nobody no, the peop, right people aren't gonna aren't gonna come when you're half-assing so. right that, and that's very true yeah. and and if yeah. if if i wasn't at a point where i could show someone something oh, for yeah. them to believe in it oh yeah like i think that that was i mean i used to talk about make plus yeah. when it was just an yeah. idea yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah, and the yeah. reactions i used to get versus saying hey come to the shop let yes. me tour you. Yes, exactly. you know, and that's usually the first thing I do, yeah. so people can get an understanding of what is this space. You know, what does it do? What can I do in this space? Yeah, um, yeah. Hell yeah! A lot I of energy know. here. I love I this. Love it. This is yeah. beautiful. That physical manifestation. <laughs> yeah. Come get yeah. a tour of the make space of the studio of whatever the entrepreneur is actually. Come look at my code. Come look at my app. Come look at my 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 biotech advancement you gotta show you have exactly. to show Get, move away from entrepreneur to entrepreneur 100 percent. yeah exactly yes yeah. okay beautiful beautiful love that energy all right <laughs> all right we're gonna unpack these badass images that we have and we'll also run through a, a software demo of, mm-hmm. of of rhino to showcase uh how the uh this set production is is, is being done so we'll do that all right, so let's see here. Let's get up our our mixed effect. All right, great. So, we so I'm I'm gonna first start about. I mean, start about start talking about some of the things that we offer in terms of like the fabrication services that we do. Um, Should we show the space as like the, yeah that, yeah that, that could yeah yeah we could do that. It's in the, it's the thumbnail right now. It's what you see in the thumbnail, and it's also, I believe. Yeah. That's the woodworking shop. Hell yeah. Um, this is just one of the bays that we have that basically, this is this is the woodworking shop. It's it's a fully equipped shop um, with all the tools that you may need. Um, a lot of people also bring in some of their hand tools and work on you know their own stuff with that, but we also offer all of that. Um, Here's some other photos of so good. the tools that we have. 
Um, and then we can actually go back to, there's that bigger image. There it is. Uh -huh. So that's, yep. that's basically the shop that we have. And as you can see, it sort of towards the back, I can point here. Yeah. Um, so these bays are what we usually, and that's, this is kind of where I'm about to get into like our business model and how we operate. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the biggest problems coming into what make plus is meant to serve or the problem that make plus is, is meant to like sort of cater to in terms of the fabrication services is that, um, the maker spaces that are out there currently offer, um, more of a membership situation where you feel, you find yourself paying for a bundle of hours or a bundle of time when a lot of people actually do this on the side, you know? And so you, it's, it's almost like you're getting a gym membership, but you're only going to the gym once a month, right? Yeah. Or maybe, maybe yeah. twice a month. And so paying a lump sum of money is, is a commitment that people don't want to do. And I kind of found this like, um, this sort of business loophole that we can probably work out, uh, which was inspired a lot by the scooters that we have out there where, yeah. you know, you scan the thing and then yep. it starts charging you for the time you use it. Yep, yep. And my biggest question was, well, why can't we just have the same concept, but for woodworking? Like mm -hmm. why, why can't we be yep. this space that people can come in, yep. um, scan something, log the amount of time that they use that machine or that space and just walk out and have to pay for just what they did. Right. Yep. And so we devised several different models that cater to the specificity of what you were trying to do. Right. Yes, yes. So we have a pay per minute model where you get a small workspace and that's completely free, but that's for much smaller objects that you need to work on. And we only charge you for the time that you actually use the tools at the shop. Yep. Um, the other method of payment is for a little bigger scale where you need extended periods of time and, and more space to work on it. Yeah, yeah. We actually call that more space. Um, and that's what you see in the back, um, where you're actually, um, can you pull that up real yes, quick? Yes. Yes. Um, so these bays out here in the back, these are, these are usually rented out per day. Um, you get access to the space and the tools. Um, and that way you are only paying for the days that you're required to build that project that you have to work on and then you're out of there and then you have no other commitment. Um, but for those who actually want that sense of commitment and know that this is something that they want to do over and over in time, then we also have residency programs where you can be grandfathered into a lot of things at the shop where you get access to the 3D printers, the laser cutters, certain uh, amounts of time with the spaces and things like that. So we kind of devised, we're not trying to put out too many options because that is kind of confusing when you offer way too many things. We're trying to be as concise yes, as we can, yes, but yes, as well yes, as yes. cater to as many people as we can yes. in terms of offering yes, what we can offer, yes, right? Same time, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's in terms of how we operate the shop. Now, Quick, quick say, um, the idea of looking at the scooters and at all of the other sort of technologies that are becoming more and more a democratized and b people able to just use them for a couple minutes and and as needed without needing to buy the actual equipment it's a really really important insight that you got and that that you're bringing moving forward a lot of people want to just use a tool for a period of time and that's perfect. 
And, and yeah. here's the thing. I think that people are getting to a point where they don't want to interact with people to get to what they want to do. You know, like yeah. people just want to streamline. Yeah. Actually, one of the things that we had yeah. initially thought about in terms of how we operate this thing is that we, we, we kept saying streamline your fabrication experience. Right. Streamline it. That was a big word for us, you know, putting this whole thing together. Um, and, and the idea of having to go through one person to another through certain levels of you know, orientations and things like that. And don't, don't get me wrong. Like you have to go through an orientation for us to make sure that you know how to use all the stuff, but we're just trying to make sure that you are spending the least amount of time you need to spend in order to get access to what you want. And that's what people want. People now are, we're living at a, at a point we're in a world where people want that one click and boom, I got it. You know, one click, one click, one yeah, click. Yeah. And so the less interaction people have to go through to get to what they want, the better. Right? Less less friction is really, really important. Yes. And to make the... To not completely kick out the human yet is also important in the sense of our... Specifically in a specific field, I'll say, in... Artificial intelligence is important to keep the human in the loop for a while um, and hybridize. I mean, you guys have a hybrid as well. Obviously, some like the person comes in and they don't know where the tool is that they're trying to rent. I mean, they're going to have to talk to somebody. I mean, so it's the AI human hybrid is the is for now. I mean, you'll you'll be getting into within 10 years, you'll be getting into autonomous cars. So um, there's not going to be a human in those. So. Um, you'll uh, there's there's going to be this gentle transition into what we're what we're talking about, and you, we're already there on grocery stores, obviously right. self checkout. Right. I mean, I when I when I when I have to uh, you know buy ten ten of something, I don't scan it ten times. I ask the person, will you please come and mark it times ten because I can't do that. So it's still human AI hybrid in many ways. So. Um, but this is it's friction. Friction and molasses are the things to get out of the way so that we can more effectively create. I can log in, you know, down, soon you guys will have this ability as well. Um, is that, you know, if I want to woodwork at 2 a.m., right. I'm just logging into the app, right. walking through the door, doing my woodworking from 2 to 4 when nobody else is in there. How much do we love that? I love that. I love doing stuff when nobody else is doing and stuff. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's yeah. when you're like most zoned into your own thoughts yes, and you don't yes. have any of those distractions. Yes, and yes. Yeah. Um, I, 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 so in terms of the making the space autonomous, we, yeah. we are doing our best in terms of like trying to create that lack of friction yes. that you were talking about, right? So when you actually book a space, right on the website you will go through a series of questions that ask you what tools you need and what things you need and da, da, da. and then by the time you're ready for your reservation you come and that space that we're offering already has all the little hand tools that you need oh, and you already have access to all boom. the big tools so in essence it is an autonomous process the part that we can't eliminate is we have to make sure that people can do this safely yes, right? yes. so there has to be a point yeah, at yeah. which someone is there to like walk you through the process show you our rules and then sort of guide you make sure that yeah. you know how to use these machines so you're not going to hurt yourself yeah, right yeah, yeah. because at the end of the there's day there's a disclaimer on there yes yeah, definitely yeah, yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah um yeah this is the kind of stuff <laughs> yeah yeah the lawyers 
The yeah, lawyers, lawyers urged. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they I urged. Know, I know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you're right. Friction needs to be eliminated as much as possible because people want to just be able to. And that's why things like Amazon have the buy now with one click. With one click, right? Yeah. yeah. They're, you're yeah. trying to simplify how fast you can get what you want. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do. The I like I love your vision with the autonomous fab space. Mm. Yeah, it's great. I, I mean, we we also yeah. I mean, ideally, like I said, we're basing our model off of the scooters, so it's it's yes, pretty yes. much the same. We we have an yeah. app that you know you have to download, and then that's how you access the space. Um, we're at a point right now where we're finalizing the last kinks of how to actually operate these things, and the yes. app will hopefully be running early January of next year. Yes. Um, but that being said, I think the app is is one thing that completely sets us apart from any other makerspace yeah, that's yeah, out yeah. there. You know, yeah. just this idea of maybe we haven't completely figured it out, but yeah. we're trying, and I think it's gonna work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just come. Just uh. You know. Yeah. You need the. You need the screwdriver. You you need the power. You power power drill. You need the the CNC. You yeah. need the. Uh, 3d printer for a bit um and there's a lot there's a lot there's a lot you just check mark off those for 60 minutes each and then you walk in and you're already checked out via card pretty much and this is you're just you're in there you're doing your thing you're building for a day or two nobody's gonna bother you besides me popping up and saying hey is everything okay okay with you you. but that's pretty much it you know and then you're out of there and you have what you wanted to build and you brought your idea to life Yes, yes. That's it. Okay, excellent. And I love that philosophy, which we'll get to also um, as we, we, we unpack because uh, it's really important for people to make their ideas come to life. That's mm-hmm. that's one of the big fundamentals of the nature of reality. Yes, so we have – this is – that was the biggest uh, shot of the the widest angle shot. I can also go ahead and show some of the other spaces in terms of like, this is our photography studio. Um, we call it the photography studio, but it's also uh, a multi-functional room that can be rented out for several different kinds of events. We've had art exhibitions. We've had people dancing in there. You know, it's just a big open raw space for people yes. to just go crazy in, you know? Yep. Um, and then it obviously can be set up as a photography studio. It comes with a couple backdrops, etc. Um, and then these are the little bays that we were talking about downstairs. Uh-huh, yep. And so that's how you see it's a 10 by 15 area. And then per your reservation, when you first, you know, submit everything on the website, we'll know what tools you need. And by the time you come in, they're all set up on this rack and you just come in and start working on your thing. Um, and all you got to bring with you is your materials. Um, and then these are some of the photos. Actually, this is one of the photos where you see the photography studio being used for an exhibition. Cool. Um, and finally, we also have the, uh, which we already brought up a couple of times, but that's uh, one of the music rooms that we offer. Um, Knockhouse is the company that actually runs the music studio. So this is one of their rooms. Um, we actually built this room from scratch. So awesome. That room did not exist at all. I actually should have probably put up some of the... Uh, before and after photographs that we had. Um, oh yeah, but we could probably pull, pull them up on oh, the yeah, Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. cool. Let's uh, let's go, let's go pluck those quick. Go for it. All right. Um, so this is Knockhouse LA on IG, uh, and yeah. So that's Ralph right there, one of the guys. There's Ralph. <laughs> um, and let's see if we can find 
where the was there a pre is it was in this one i believe they might have a photo posted somewhere with a video of what it used to be okay. um but yeah it was it was a it was a really oh this one i think right no maybe there you go that's that's that a video? video i don't know if it's a video that shows you the before no this probably this is one of the afters um it's okay point is none of that stuff existed yeah. you know it was a completely gigantic empty space um and these guys came in they said we wanted to put a room together right like that's what we wanted to do and we wanted to put together a music studio and there was obviously a lot of problems in terms of like we have a fabrication space those those spaces are loud you yeah, know yeah. and a music studio is a room that needs to be completely silent that's right and so that was a big struggle for, for us in terms sure. of like really and, and you know all about how yep. like you know for things like this it needs to be quiet yes right yes um and so it was it was a it was a struggle it was a fun experience we learned a lot we made a few mistakes but Sure. We definitely got it to a point where it's working. It's working really well. And I feel like, you know, everyone is happy with the outcome and everyone is at a point where they have manifested their ideas to reality. And now they just want to move this forward. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. That that photo right there. So this is one. This is one of two. One of, of two rooms. rooms. Right. And then yeah. this is the other room. Um, this one actually comes equipped with a, um, a sound booth um, mm -hmm. or a mic booth and a bathroom. It usually gets booked out for like 24 hours straight because people feel really comfortable in it, which is something that doesn't normally exist in music studios. Oh, you know, they're usually in like you'll find the rooms and then there's a big hallway. It's a corporate building and then the bathrooms are down the hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is more of like people literally go in there for over eight uh, to ten hours. Yeah, they don't even yeah. come out. Yeah. Which is great. Um, wow. And again, we kind of creative touched, zone. Yeah. Yeah. We, we kind of also touched base on this idea of um, how the music studio has begun to bring us a lot of customers in terms of like people who want to shoot their music videos. Yeah. So we actually have like here's an image of um, someone shooting a music video. It was a quick dance rehearsal mm -hmm. they were doing and things like that. And then the, the um, also the synthesis that we've created with all these uh, pieces that we've put together um gave us things like this and so this mm -hmm. is sort of us moving into that small tutorial that we were talking about we were commissioned by um drip dome and knockhouse which are our sister companies to create this for a rapper um who's actually also one of the owners of uh knockhouse um and he wanted he he basically walked up to me and said i have a music video and i want to jump out of my mouth <laughs> and I took a second to like take that in first and then I was like, all right, let's yeah. make you a mouth, mouth you yeah. know? Yeah. And this is, this is actually really big. Like you're talking, it's, it's over 16 feet wide and a little over 10 feet tall. Yeah. So that's, I mean, it's, it's large. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Um, and, and this sort of came from a 3d model that we initially put together. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and pull this closer. I love it. Let's do it. Yeah. So this is what is rhino, rhino, rhinoceros, rhinoceros, uh, which yeah. is, would you it's call a, this CAD? Um, it's, it's one of the modeling softwares that are out modeling there. Software, yeah. yeah. Um, Maya being another popular, Maya being another popular yeah, yeah. one. Yeah. And, and there's, there's some substantial differences between the two. Um, yeah. 
but this one is is very easy in terms of like it's very user friendly it's command based so most of the things that you want to do like all you got to do is just type line and then boom you can draw a line and there's that line right and so because yeah. of that ease of use this is one of the more preferred programs to use um, but going back to what we did is we, we kind of got this image and we sort of traced it out, created um, what we called like guidelines for the panels that it was cut out of. And then we sort of put together a three dimensional figure of um, how this whole thing comes together. And this was a, a quick mock up of how we believe that the structure needs to work together. And then we moved on from this to actually fabricating it. We see and seed most of the, um, the the shapes out here, and then we just cut up the dimensional lumber and, and fastened it together to create the actual prop. Um, and this this entire process took two days to bring this from from the digital form to a reality. Two days. Two days. Wow. It was a day worth of modeling, and then a morning of CNCing and a night of putting together. You know. Wow. And obviously the painting and all that stuff was a quick process. That's that a that's we a fast through, turnaround for a, a ten foot by sixteen foot. For a ten foot by sixteen foot, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's yeah. a good one. And and a lot of people have the idea, but that you know, to actually get it executed. That's and this is interesting. So you can basically take in uh this in in so in software you can both see where you would cut out specifically uh like so let's so what what are i'll walk you through the process yeah so basically there are some things that are just rules of thumb that you know right like most sheets that you can get are four by eights right Mm -hmm. most of the most cnc machines at least the ones that we have and the ones that we like to use are all um ones that fit four by eight beds um, and but what that means is that you buy a four by eight sheet as it is, mm-hmm. and you just put the entire thing on the bed. Yeah. Um, it's a more expensive one because it can do that. A lot of times you'll get the more miniature versions of those things, which are like, uh, you know, a two foot by two foot bed or things like that. But for bigger fabrication, you need a, a, a bigger bed of, yeah. for the material, right? Yeah. And so what we essentially did here is we first drafted out the, we we mm. traced the um and I'll, I'll go ahead and hide some layers just to show you what it all looks like um but we basically we got this image um and we traced the image out so that's uh-huh. where you see the lines right yeah yeah um and then and this was and we basically got the sheets of four by eight right so these oh e, this is those sheets. those okay and so we had to run three separate four by eight sheets because obviously the, the machine fits for, one for sheet the at sign. a time yeah and then we cut out the left side we cut out the middle side and we cut out the right side wow and then um we basically had wow. the structure put together um, and I can show you in uh, what we call shaded view to separate the layers and colors. But that pink stuff over here is the structure. Yep. And that was sort of, you know, measured and modeled and, and sort of pre-cut so cool. in terms of just dimensional two by threes. Uh, we built the structure together and just basically fastened the lips to the structure. I love it. And that's the end. And of that's it. it. Yeah, that's that. I, I love the the three four by eights and then how you had so that was in the cnc and then how the the cnc cut us it out and then how you guys put those together uh so what did you use to put them together 
We yeah. actually we centered we centered the dimensional lumber on the seam of where the piece and piece came oh, together, right? Oh, that's brilliant. And so Boom. by doing that, we just and that's I that's kind of sort of why we have um like you can see them in the image. Um but we have like this 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 is exactly where that seam is, right? And so these two panels brilliant. are fastened here and here yep. and these two panels are fastened here and here and that's how the whole thing comes together. Um a CNC essentially by the way is a machine that carves out of wood right it yeah. basically can create contours it can cut out dimensional depth into the object and create like a, a three-dimensional sort of yeah. feel to it um it essentially operates by running a router bit which i can probably zoom that in but it runs a router bit it's basically like a drill and the drill is is upright and it, and, and there are some which can actually go in in different axes as well but for the most part, it it runs upright and it just carves into the wood and it can go, it can go sort of, it can create these little rivets that you see over here. It can also go all the way through and cut the pieces out. So this is, this is a, a um, our CNC operating on a different sort of uh, project, yep. um, but it's, it's essentially the same idea, right? Yeah, Where yeah. this bit is going around and carving things out as it goes. Yeah. And so with the four by eight sheets that you saw here, I, this started off by being like a full rectangular sheet. And yes. basically the CNC just went in and cut out these contours this way all the way through. And then we just had to piece it all together. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And then, so the, the CNC also then takes into account the teeth, this really sort of like more difficult, you know, like you were showing with that, what looked like, you know, that third dimension going in and making these beautiful, you know that that's really nice. so you guys also painted it this yeah i mean it so the cnc is just a machine that does a certain job which is it yes. revolves a bit and it moves around a bed right yes, and yes. what we do on our end is we first come up with the actual object that we're trying to create and then um the program that the cnc sort of uses to enable the cut or to make the cut understands and converts the 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 object that you've created the three-dimensional object you've created into just numbers right and so these numbers are basically just coordinates and those coordinates reference where that bit needs to yeah. go and yeah. that's how it cuts the pieces yeah. out so if your coordinates were to go from this point to this point to this point to this point to this point in an arc like this it's just going to do that right and that's how yeah. you end up with that little yeah. uh curved shape that you have so it breaks it down into the four by eight. Yes. And then a grid of coordinates. Yes. And then it goes and it precisely follows your, you know, left side of the mouth, four by eight, and all the different coordinates for the mouth, for the lips, and then for the teeth. And then, uh, yeah, so you guys are just lifting up only the, the lip and the teeth out of it. And the, exactly. And the open gap to the mouth is left exactly. right there as the piece of wood. Computer numeric control. Yeah. That's what it is. Computer numeric control, yep. It's really a brilliant uh, invention. I love, yeah, CNC yeah, is. A, can't take credit for that, but yeah, yeah it is a great yeah. invention. We can planetarily take credit <laughs> for that. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we're yeah. using it. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, um, and it's enabling a massive amount of creativity. Yes. Rhino, Rhino appears to be really enabling for, you know, just taking that idea. I want to jump out of a mouth, boom putting it in there and then sort of uh, I love the 3d space like 
you know, that's something that I don't get much of in, in sketch, you know, um, is I, I don't get that too much, but, uh, you know, in here you really get it. And then it's interesting, like you bolt on that support and then Rhino knows if that's going to, su uh, successfully hold that up or if it's going to no. fail that at that point, I mean, there are plugins that you can get to Rhino that can start doing structural calculations and figure that thing, yeah. those, those parts out for you. Um, in this case, I mean, these are common pieces of wood to work with. These are, this is a common scale to work with. And so it's, it's also common knowledge to understand what will and will not will work. Not work yeah. Um, there are certain, I mean, it's pretty much the, the framing process is pretty much like putting up a wall, right? So if you know how to put up a wall, you can pretty much structure any vertical element or vertical plane. Wow. Right. And I guess just, I, I, I just realized that that this could be a really good um that that that's i think a, a super good idea for um for the for the for, for portals mm. like for like this for like that would be a really interesting idea if you know like we're talking about homeboy jumping through the mouth like it would be a good idea to make a portal and then have people jump through the portal into a higher level of perception. Um, That's what Make Plus is here for. for <laughs> We're there Bro. for you. Bro, we can create that portal idea. for you. It's such a good idea. It's I don't know if people will actually jump into a high level of perception after, after jumping jump through the portal. But maybe what we do is we put the um, we put the you know, this would require a little bit more work, but if we put the the orange side of the portal uh, on the same piece of like four by eight as the blue side of the portal, but mm -hmm. on the other side mm -hmm. of it, mm -hmm. and then we um, we had the orange room be something that was a lower level of perception, and then they like ran through, jumped through into <laughs> the blue room, and it was a higher level like of nuance yeah. in the perception. You could use like fabrics and things like that. So you're actually jumping through the fabric, and you'll have like an orange screen on one side and a blue screen oh, on I one side. Oh, I love that. The, the little. I know you that, would. Little... <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> I know you would. That's great. Um, oh, this is good stuff. That, cause I, that, yeah, that basically turns into this. That, that turns into this guy here. Like, maybe you can kind of. Uh, Maybe you can basically put just like a tree with a very little bit of nuance on the orange side and then put the tree with a significant amount of nuance on the blue side and then just have people just yeah, run right in and jump through. People and, love interacting with things, man. People love love that kind of stuff. I, that could be a really fun interactive high-level perception exhibit. I 100% agree. And you, yeah. have, and you have Drip Dome now, which basically, you know, you guys, you guys made this uh, in... Uh, a Halloween, right? right. Yeah, we had we had a Halloween or event recently, and this swing was gorgeous. It was, uh, it was really well supported, and it enabled people to swing on it. And it also was decorated gorgeously with roses and flowers, and and so you know, Drip Dome and you guys at Make Plus did a really, really solid job with this, and people I mean, love this. Yeah, they yeah. they did an outstanding job decorating it. That's that's a complete fact. Um, the structure was pretty good too. It held itself. There were a couple of doubts at first, but when we had a couple of tests on it and we put some substantial weight on the swing, we all got 
really relief that it could do what it could do. Um, but yeah, this was an interesting project that we worked on. Um, and this, this basically opens up a gateway for a lot of the things that we can do together. Um, because, and even that mouth, like a lot of the, the painting came from them instead of the, the picking out, you know, how the mouth needs to be the size, all that kind of stuff. Um, even when we actually shot the video for that, um, they put together the entire set for that video. So, I mean, they fill a gap in make plus and so does knockhouse and i feel like the harmony that we ha that we have excuse me is is incredible like we we work really well together we bring each other a lot of clients we bring each other a lot of work um and we're just we're a great team yeah those are some of the images from the set i i love in this one you can be you can really start you can really start seeing look up there you can start seeing the definition in the mm -hmm. teeth mm -hmm. yeah that depth in the teeth, which is really cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's that's super unique, and I think these ideas coming to life in the in the physical, thanks to Make Plus and 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 Drip Dome and and um, basically the engine of like an autonomous fab space. Like, I would love to in the future even go like, I would love to send you my portals graphic and just kind of like maybe like just quick FaceTime about it and then maybe have you guys figure out how to bring it to reality. To reality. Yeah. And then that's like a, whatever $2,000 project or whatever people pay for that, this kind of stuff. We'll figure the numbers out. But later, that's, but. but that's really what it should be. It should be like a nicer, higher level, higher quality, or maybe you have those levels. Like you, we can make it for 400, super cheap, you know, 1500 medium level, 4,000, like dude, people's minds are going to be blown type thing. And that could be what, um, people can do in the future is maybe there's like a submissions like an art submissions that way it's also kind of uh, a little bit more decentralized and crowdsourced crowdsourcing is one of the best ways to elicit high level innovation mm -hmm. that especially that other people are aren't mm -hmm. thinking of and so that could be quite interesting for make plus and drip dome is maybe there's maybe we do a you know this could be something good that we do together with with our simulation community and also our our uh, community that we're aiming to establish with rich patrons as well. Maybe we put one of the ten thousand or twenty thousand um, dollar patronages from the um, from the rich patrons community, and we put that into a a crowdsourcing project with the Make Plus Drip Dome team, and we basically say, okay, the coolest submission from our collective community into this will get you know you know, two, like two $10,000 projects or four $5,000 projects will get made through this. And we'll put those four up and do a grand exhibit, I stuff that. like that. Like yeah. we have so many great things to do like this and the crowdsourcing part is awesome. And then maybe we can fly the four artists into LA to be there that made those submissions and they can be a part of the fab process, which would be super dope. So, I mean, I love this type of stuff. The creativity is roaring and it's just like, it's just kind of what we need also in terms of creativity and community is the other thing like this. This is really, really solid. And I'm, it, I love how you also brought forth um, just when you give us that it on a demo level, I think it, it sits in on the how, especially if somebody doesn't know that I can download Rhino and I can begin playing around with this. I can watch some stuff on YouTube Khan Academy 
CK12 Foundation. There's so many different it's, places it's to watch It's actually stuff. a really easy program to use. Yep. You know, like it's it's a great way for you to be able to to think of this this form and then start testing out different models and like different um, iterations of what that idea really means visually without having to invest any like money into actually building and creating models and things like that and like without having to experiment just right on on hand on the on the actual thing right it's a good way to just ha find that small buffer between okay it's in my head and it's real there's a there's a small ground in which you're you're manifesting that idea and that this is a, a beautiful platform for you to to be able to do that um yeah yeah so let's see here um we got to unpack most everything i think we get i think there's probably another small thing that we should say which is that um that sort of bit about the the diagram of how people funnel in the, the tree diagram and then how everyone is a maker and that how people leave with a piece of that they've made and then that how that's super inspirational to them to get them started especially everyone is a maker but the term maker is a very relative term right um in in terms of everyone has the ability to create something and to project their ideas it's it's being able to provide the medium for that person to actually be able to create that thing mm -hmm. is the difficult part right and and I think make pluses is actually broken down into the tree that you were talking about. It's it's a it's sort of a filtering process that that helps people who come to make plus understand where they need to start. So you got to think about it like it's almost like a game, right? Yeah. You start and it's asking you a bunch of questions to identify where to place you, but essentially the final end game is that you get to a point where you can create on your own time at your own pace comfortably however you want, right? Yeah. So um, and, and this is also portrayed in the website. So as soon as you land on the website, the first question you get um, is start your maker journey or start your journey here. Right. And as soon as as soon as you hit that, we can actually go through the process together. Let's yeah, let's yeah. OK. All right. So let's go through. We got uh, uh, if you if you go on yours, I can do your head. I can do your head. At yeah, the let's same, do that. Let's do I can that. do your head at the same time. Yeah. And you can control it because, yeah, you know, your. All right, so let me get rid of these and get rid of this. All right, boom. There we go. So this is this is where this is the first thing you see when you land on the website. Makeplus.us, everyone. Makeplus.us. Um, it gives you a quick preview of the space, but this is more of the industrial space. And then if you scroll a little down, you'll see some of the uh, different spaces that we offer in terms of the photography studio, et cetera, et cetera. But notice how the first question is start your maker journey. And that's yeah. kind of where like we break down and filter you into where you need to be to continue and to get to where you want to go. Yep. Um, so you hit start your make journey and then it asks you if you have prior experience or not. And I yep. think that's a very crucial question it is. in terms of it is. I personally don't have that much experience using power tools and I would love to go through a bunch of learning lessons. Exactly. Yep. And yep. that's where the no button takes you. So it'll take you to a page where you can start to sign up for all these different courses that we offer. Um, some of them are micro courses for those of you who have less time to spend. Some of them are actually introductory courses where it's a two day workshop where you actually get to learn the entire process. We have uh, workshops for woodworking, metalworking and even welding. So it really depends on what 
path you're trying to to take or yes. what what you're trying to make um but after you cross the path in terms of like getting to uh, getting the knowledge that you need to actually use the tools that's when we go back um and then we go through the yes answer to that question and that's where you actually get all these different ways that we talked about in terms of being able to access the space. So your options are to either pay per minute and you have a one day project, you want to cut up a couple of things, boom, learn more, download the app, come to the shop. Boom. Second is I, I need more space, more time. Um, and then you hit that and then it shows you a quick brief of like, these are the different spaces we offer. Um, it shows you, this is again, the space is completely emptied out access to the tools that you get how you can lay out your stuff and be comfortable in working you can book more than one space at a time depending on the size of your project and so forth um, and so really the the main the main reason for the filtering process is to is to also go back to that idea of, of the um, of being autonomous right yeah. in terms of like yeah, minimizing yeah. how much you need to go through before you you speak to somebody you know yeah. that you can filter yourself find yourself in that category find all the information you need everything you know just by being at home and then just showing up for your reservation when you're ready for it or just just showing up for your class when you're ready for it you know what i mean yep. um and so the tree basically funnels people out um in order to get you to a point where you can fundamentally in the end bring your ideas to life yep <laughs> i i you know, log just jump on you know i have an idea i want it to come to life then i get funneled into you know do i know power tools do i not know power tools okay i don't what courses do i need to take okay i see i get some human intervention i get some training some tools and then i get on the autonomous side right and right. then and then then my ideas come to life at my own pace and rate so it's like it's like training wheels in a sense pretty too. much and yeah pretty it's, much it's beautiful and and if you if you didn't want to go through the process of making it if you were not interested in learning how to make things but you wanted something made anyway um that's where you hit our little services tab ah okay um, all right so one moment so okay so there at the top is the services tab right okay. and that's where so that our services tab is like all the way at the top in that little menu that we have yep. and okay. then this is where it says hey do you need something made but you don't have the tools or experience we can do it for you. We can do it right? for you, yep. And you can pick out whether you want us to CNC something because you don't have one or laser yep. cut something for you because you don't have a laser cutter yep. or if you want us to just build something completely Custom, from scratch. Which is what we're you. talking about with the portals. Which is uh, exactly, yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. High-level perception versus low-level perception type stuff. Yeah, if you guys want to make sets. So this is the important one, especially in LA with the entertainment industry for those local and even in... You know, NorCal's not too far away and San Diego's not either. But the idea is that this is especially common right now in L.A. for set design, mm -hmm. for music videos, this type of stuff. People really like it for that. And you can get the whole process done. You know, like you can have you can record your music, then build oh, your yeah. set in the photography studio. And then yeah. exactly, yeah. you know, right. yeah. and, and the music studio is where you make it yeah you know then you can record your music video you can have us create the props for it etc etc yeah you can produce a whole music video with created props at make plus yeah boom it's a one-stop shop it's a one-stop shop it's a one-stop that's shop. a that's a vertical integration my friend that's what it is that's what it is yeah that's what it is remember i told you about the teams you know you, yeah you got to have the right people for the right things you got to have your people you know 
That's yeah. so exciting. I That's so much creativity unleashed. Yeah, I, I love talking about this stuff. It also gives me a, a a second to like sit back and reflect. That's right. You know, you, you That's start, right. Yeah, and, and you start criticizing yourself and, and the things you say and the way you portray it. And you, you also, it's almost like you're at this point where you're being interviewed, but you're also your own audience at, at some yeah, point. Totally. You know? And you're totally. listening to That's how right. you're talking about That's this. Right. And Absolutely. then you're learning more by the yes. way that you're talking yes, about yes, it. Yes, which yes, yes. I, I, I'm very grateful that you yes. chose to have me on the show. Yeah. So thank you for that. I, I gave you the analogy earlier. It is a unique essence of a flower that we are smelling uh, from every single one. Yeah, it's just a, it's a blossoming flower and we're like, you know, this is Omar. Earlier was Jeanette. You know, this is the style of like, oh, that's their soul essence. Like, I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm drinking it up. I'm smelling it up. I'm eating it up. I'm tasting it. And it's, and it's really nice and it's inspirational because it's very entrepreneurial. It's very artistic. Um, it's very driven in by actualizing other people's gifts, which is ultimately that is such a deep future trend is that service to other. And that is where all of these fruits come to us is when we're serving us ourselves and the world simultaneously. Um, so, yeah, and that process happens to a lot of us is where we have the sort of like, you know, we hear so much Take a moment to smell the roses, right? Mm. Take a moment to reflect on how far you've come. Because the a lot of the times the, the entrepreneur can be hardcore, you know, North Star focus, which is great, but it's super important to also ground that in the you know, that present moment, that that deep awareness and presence that then enables you to really recognize how tremendously profound it's been. Like, damn, just, you know, two years ago or a year ago or six months ago or three months ago and like Look at where you're at now. Be grateful. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude times infinity every moment. And then that will like just, that's one of the most powerful driving forces itself. And yeah, and yeah, there's, yeah, I want to ask you some stuff about vision also because, I mean, you've given us a, a tremendous amount already, but something that I think is, um, really powerful at make plus that I don't really get to see too much at other places um, is that the fab space itself is very synthetic. It's synthesis driven across different disciplines. And I think that there's, there's something about basically like, you know, okay, so let's say we put up a, put up a warehouse and then you throw a bunch of, you know, different, like even like slightly different fields. Like if you threw a couple, you know, biologists and computer scientists and neuroscientists in, you're going to get like computational neuroscience and computational biology and, and stuff like that. And, and, you know, that's kind of how places like, you know, George Church's lab over at Harvard, um, as we interviewed him, that he really mentions that that's really one of the core essences to how they've su succeeded and why they're one of the most prolific labs on the planet. It's, I think, this sim very similar analogy with Make Plus is that the more that you put the, the, the woodworking with the fab of CNCs and 3D printers, and then you throw in the music production, and you throw in photography and video, and you throw in all this set design, I mean, you're inevitably going to get really cool fruits that come from that. And then if you can sort of 
you know, we talked about this a little bit off camera. Is there, is there a, you know, is there make plus LA and then make plus San Francisco and, and over in the Bay area, you know, do you keep the recording studio and do you keep the set design and the fab space? Is that potentially something that could unlock more creativity in the Bay Area like that? Or do you want to try a different combinatoric, a different combination? Should you try to see what it's like if you throw um, a little bit of a, you know, a wet lab, like a biology wet lab in there at the same time? Maybe people can start doing a fab space with a biology wet lab and see what emerges from that. I mean, the yeah, the code of life mixed with fab is that's that's bioengineering. Yeah. I I mean I'm not opposed. Well, okay, let's let's backtrack a little bit. So again, Make Plus, the essence of Make Plus is to, and I said this so many times already, but I think it's important to fixate on what like matters the most yeah. is the essence of Make Plus is to bring your ideas to life. Yeah. What that means is up to where Make Plus is, right? Make Plus happened to be in LA. That's where it started because that's where I was, and the force attracted like-minded individuals and put together the music studio, the photography studio and the set production, yeah. right? I see two different potentials of how this can grow. First, I would love for Make Plus, the current Make Plus to just, you know, foster itself and manifest itself and just grow into this space that has a lot of people at once at any given moment, just outletting so many different modes of creativity yes. in fabrication in the photography studio the music studio things blasting left things blasting right that's what we want yeah but with that being said we know that the harmony of the music studio and the shop and the photographies we know this works we didn't at first but now we do right it doesn't exist somewhere else but now it does and it works yeah. and that's great but if we were to move it the one the one step would be to actually move the entire thing and have a new offspring make plus again with knockhouse mm -hmm. and with drip dome and just blow it up somewhere else and somewhere else and somewhere else mm -hmm. and the other idea is that make plus becomes this mobile umbrella of create like fostering creativity yeah. so the umbrella goes away we get another warehouse somewhere else yeah we do whatever we did here that we know works and start outfitting that space with what is required in that community. Yeah, that's you know? right. That's what, what I'm saying. In Oakland on the East Bay, Berkeley Biolabs. I mean, I'm telling you that area that they already, I mean, they already have a really nice kind of like cool spot out there and there could be a fit for a fab space um, in there. I mean, there's so much good stuff because the, the, you're right that in that specific location, there is a sort of gravitational pull of the cultural essences that will populate it itself. Yeah. There's also yeah. another reason that Make Plus works well in terms of its fabrication side in the place that it is right now, which is in downtown Los Angeles, is because a lot of people are living in apartments, right? Yeah. And one of the things we like to say is we're the, we're the garage that everybody wants to have at home, right? <laughs> but when you're living in an apartment and you don't have that garage, yeah. you have Make Plus, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So I think as a force that attracts creatives and creates a community that feeds off of itself, Make Plus needs to continue to exist here and hopefully will exist in several yeah. different places. Yeah. Um, if it is what it is and it moves as a whole as it is right now, great. And if it moves to a different spot, which wants to attract a different level of creativity and different people, then so be it. Yeah. 
Yeah, Roger that. Yeah, let's. You know, yeah. There's so many entrepreneurs that that talk about this. Is is that you know really get the first train rolling, right? Steaming, just and chugging along, and then you're, and then it's like, all right, now, what do we do on the second train? How do we systematize that? Yeah, I'm 100% on board. Let's let's crush, make plus, and simulation. We have a lot of interesting collabs. Um. Proud of proud of uh, Knockhouse and Drip Dome as well. Very proud of them because uh, they took the big risk with working with you on. on they the, did, uh, yeah, yeah. They did. Yeah, that's that's huge. It's huge. Do we feel like uh, we got through enough of uh, the Make Plus and the Maker's Journey and the photos we covered? Do, are there more tabs and stuff at the top that you think would be important to cover? Um, in terms of some of the photos that I have, I feel like we covered all the images and things like that. Okay. I just have more sort of operational photographs. Yeah, go ahead. Like, yeah, yeah, let's pull more. You know, this is a shoot that we had at Make Plus where we had a, a green screen that was put out for uh, an animation video that was put together. Um, and then again, there was some of the dancing stuff that we saw. Um, and for the most part, that pretty much covers most of the images that I had, more of Knock Plus and things like that. Excellent. Excellent. And then uh, web, is there something else on the web at the tabs on the top? What, or you want to just walk us through what those other I can, ones are? Yeah, I can walk you guys through. I mean, we went through the maker journey, mm -hmm. which shows you essentially like the three modes that we offer in terms of being able to make. Um, the per minute, the per day, and then the per month, right? So that breaks it down to how committed do you want to be to the act of making, right? Yep. Um, and then besides that, we have another tab that shows you um, your our services. And so that goes through CNC milling, laser cutting, and the custom fabrication, which we already covered. Um, in terms of our media spaces, I did show the um, photography studio. But we also have a couple of other spaces that we lease out in terms of creative spaces. So one of them would be this uh, conference area where we have a projector that projects on this big wall. And it's more of like a working like a working area, yeah. right? People usually we bring in, uh, there's a big conference table that we can bring out and people have meetings over there and things like that. Yep. Um, sound is kind of a, a, an issue though you know and it's because totally. there's there's and so we're we're very selective about like yeah who actually uses the space totally. and whatnot um and besides that we also have a store where we sell some of our little made objects by make plus and make plus is this affiliates. is cool wait yeah. this is cool this is yeah. cool so basically you you're also turning it into the artists actually being able to get compensated for i love this this is great for their creating yeah yeah, I mean, this the idea of the store actually came out very recently. Um, and we started putting together some of the pieces that were made either by uh, myself or other people at the shop yeah. or even commissioned by other people with their consent to resell. Yeah. Um, and so we started putting together some of these things that we can sell out. And then if you're an artist and you want to actually sell your stuff, then that's something we can also do. Um, if you just want to exhibit, that's something we also do because we, we hold exhibitions. We haven't done that now because of the whole COVID situation. But in general, we also are a space where we try to promote artists and we try to you know be that space that people want to gather and see all the stuff that's being made here and exhibited here. Um, which takes me back to something that I probably should have mentioned a long time ago, but our four pillars of make plus, like mm. the four things that we started by saying, this is what make plus is, um, where make teach, 
collaborate and exhibit, right? Yeah. Like those are our main four pillars. Yeah, make in every definition of what make is. Um, teach in every definition of what teach, be it we teach, you know, the students or the someone else comes and has a certain level of expertise and wants to teach that's something we also cater to and foster um collaborate with all those different you know points and and pieces of the puzzle that we let you put together and we have put together and finally the um exhibit which is being that platform that people can come and, and sort of see other creatives doing their thing yep yep that's the exhibit comes on both hosting the live events and then also the sales here. That's yep, love it. I, I think the the storefront the storefront idea is so damn yeah. good. Yeah, I love the storefront idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. it's getting filled up. It'll probably yeah. fill up pretty soon. We just have to document a lot of the yes. stuff that we've made. But yes, yes, yeah. I love that probably mostly because of the sovereignty of the artists. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really mm -hmm. the big thing. Yeah. You get to express yourself, you know, you get yes. to have yes. a voice, I guess. People are always looking for like, oh, by the way, this is a one of one. People are always looking for that. Yeah, it's a one of one or, you know, one of four, whatever it is. But it's still hella cool to um, to also say that, yeah, I support a local artist in L.A. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. people always mm -hmm. love that, too. That's yeah, yeah. that's 100 that's percent true. Yeah. And this is the platform for you to share your stuff yep. and, instead of be that artist that's being supported. I like the idea of Make Plus coming in hot on the, you know, that that super unique uh, furniture store front angle. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it could be cool, like support uh, Los Angeles entrepreneur, you know, Omar or Evan or whoever. And and yeah, that that's yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, these are these are just some of the images of like the pieces that were put together for this. Um as a breadboard. This is actually something that we teach in a class. So you could uh -huh. either buy it or you could come learn how to make it and walk out with it. Yeah, yeah, that's great. You know? And I it's pretty that. much the same with some of the other ones as well. Um this whoops. That table that you saw right there was actually commissioned by um Knockhouse. So this is this is the table that we're selling. Um, but if you go back to the images that I was showing you, there's that table right there. Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, I mean it's a little skewed because yeah, of the yeah. panorama, but that's it right there. Um, and so really, you could either buy it, or you can come learn how to make it. Yeah. And walk out with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, that's so cool. Yeah. And the teachers are you, and then there's a couple others right now yeah. that are helping. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yep. And then that person becomes a teacher themselves after they come and learn. Dude, that's how it happens. I mean, it's we had we have a, a a student who at some point ended up giving a couple of classes at Make Plus, you know, and they started just by being an enthusiast who wanted to learn how to do all of this stuff, um, and then took a few classes with us. Really got. And, and I think that there's a there's a certain amount of um, like when you really want to do something and then you also find yourself in the space that lets you do that thing, you're going to do it really well. Yeah. You know, and and that person really wanted to learn, really wanted to be able to put things together. Um, and and they they learned and they put a lot of things together and they said, hey, I want to teach people how to do this. Yeah. You know? And that's 
again, like everything happened inside make plus the learning, the teaching, exhibiting, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. You running out of questions? The men <laughs> the mentor passing along the knowledge of teaching how to fish and then the student themselves becoming the mentor and teaching the next student how to fish is a big essence of life and civilization. And so I love it. I love that cycle. And, you know, Ronnie Vogus was a big influence in my director, producer, host abilities. And, uh, you know, I, I would, I would say that you're passed along a good amount of your, you know, fab space and, and teaching process to, woodworking to several teachers several students that are you know going to become hopefully teachers as well and maybe i will too in uh who knows how how long and this is very much a ma massive uh, actually psychologists have have specifically studied the phenomenon of what um makes people that are successful in business very happy and it's mentoring people mentoring people that are younger that are coming up in a similar career path man do they get happiness from from passing along the wisdom i believe and, it. you learn more by teaching yeah that's you do that's 100 big truth 100 you know? 100 so, yeah I, I just did this i just streamed uh one of my evernote distill distillations of the california water system and it was really fun because it totally is that you do you learn more from teaching you're basically forced it's a compression forcing function for you to distill the teaching into a short short period of time the main five things that you have to pass along you have to have emotional intelligence to and you have to analyze the pattern of where the person's at in there tailor the teaching to that there's so much that goes right. on in that that's process. very true yeah and and in going through all of that you're strengthening your knowledge of what you're doing precisely yes now all right we can wrap make plus i want to ask you a, a couple questions what would you say is the nature of consciousness um one good answer to that in my opinion would be it's being able to recognize that you are aware of what you are doing where you are going and where you are and what led you to be where you are yes um so i think that to be conscious is to be aware of your path right you yes. asked me about the north star what it is yes. that i look you know what sort of drove all this what sort of is coming in the future etc to me being conscious is knowing how did i get to where i am right yeah. what are the what are the factors that led me to get to this point and where am i going yep. from where i am yep. and and what are all the factors that impact how i get there yeah um so being able to understand that appreciate the things that let you get to where you are and don't take things for granted that's being conscious yeah in a nutshell for me yeah that deeply reminds me of the the roots and fruits 
in the present moment. So mm-hmm. you, you know where you came from, you know who you are, you know your trajectory, where you're going, that North Star, that process. And you have that, you've anchored that divinity, that gratitude, that b- peace, bliss, love, that, those highest principles in your butterfly effect, your artistry that you're cascading outward. Now, would you also... Give us some of your thoughts around why you think reality exists. I mean, I, this is, it's, it's, I mean, there's the whole, I think, therefore I am, and I am, therefore I think we can talk about this on and on and on. Um, the nature of reality, like we exist because we we make an impact. Things we do have an impact on other things. Causality, I think, is a very important thing for me. We kind of touched base on this yeah. in, in the past. Um, but I do believe that you're a force, a force of energy. And, and this energy yes. that you have, that you are projecting out there on the world, is going to impact a bunch of other things and then therefore create more other things that are happening. And that force is something you can physically see, you can touch, you can, and it, and, and it, it shows itself in different ways. Yeah. But just like the idea of when you put together furniture, the validation of it being a tangible object that I can touch, that I can see, makes it real for me, makes me happy to do what I'm doing, right? And yeah. so saying, re- like, the idea of reality, I understand reality and I see reality because I see the things that I do, and what they do and the things that other people do and how those impact the world. So there's a tangible and, and it doesn't have to be something that's actually just tangible. Like it could be something that you ex- experience, you know, but there is a force that's moving from you out there, you know, and you're making a mark here. You're making a mark there. Someone yeah. else is making a mark there. You're working with someone to make a mark. All these things are realities to me. Yeah. You know, that's what makes the world real. Because otherwise, if like even if you're just sitting at home and and I don't know if home is the right way, the right word or place, but if you're just sitting and doing nothing, then there's there's no reality there. You know, there's just nothing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sri Aurobindo in the Mother Mira Alfasa talked about the metaphysical truth behind consciousness force and the warmth behind what in Sanskrit is referenced to as chit agni or chit tapas. And that's literally like consciousness fire and consciousness force. And that seems to be a fundamental, play a fundamental role in the nature of reality as well, where there is this and the beauty I think is that science is affirming given things like quantum theory the absolute necessity to have observers and therefore consciousness in fact being fundamental and therefore also conscious agents making decisions that then impact other conscious agents and their experiences. So this may in fact be our metaphysics that we are 
consciousness exploring this reality and we may continue if the cyclic cosmology is true we may in fact continue to explore more mm -hmm. combinations of realities do you do you have an opinion about about this in in chapter 10 of high level perception where we have the the infinity graphic the very recursive graphic this one where we have the acorn that turns into the oak tree that then drops more acorns that drop into more oak trees just like the parents birth a child that then grows up and marries another person and they have a baby and then make more children just like humans were secreted from this planet and then we created the technological capacities that are enabling us to dive into infinite designer realities i don't have an opinion in terms of like a different approach or a different understanding of how this works i can i completely believe that the the forces that we have are just like you have represented in that diagram where you have the human the the, the parents who end up bringing another person who then ends up continuing and then bringing another person and continuing. And I think that that is one way of looking at it from a biological perspective. Mm -hmm. Like that's a cycle that exists and mm -hmm. we, we can't deny that the existence of it. That's why we exist. Right. But at the same time, it's the same as what we were talking, the driving forces of doing things in life, like, you know, consciousness, creating reality mm -hmm. in which realities then create other realities yes. and other realities. Yes. And I think that both of those are completely in sync, yeah. right? Without the biological manifestation of how human beings are procreating and moving forward, um, you won't have the different people and the different opinions and the different forces of energy that we were talking about that are offspringing and creating more and more and more. And so, yes, it's a cycle, but it's almost like it's an, it's, it's an exponential cycle, if that even makes sense, right? So it's like you have a circle that feeds off a dot in the middle and then I, I'm just, I'm seeing this as a diagram, yeah. you know? But it's you like, wanna draw it? let's do it. Okay, let's beautiful, yeah. all right. What is your choice of color? Um, I'll do green. Boom. I like this green. Right actually, now. let's get the... Actually, let me do the make plus yellow. I like that. The make plus yellow. I will will we be able to see it? Let's well, see. Let's test. Yeah. Oh, that... Uh, Can you see that? Let's try a darker one. Yeah, let's try a darker one. Sorry, we can plus. keep make plus yellow Sorry, uh, plus. on the page, but yeah. Let's we'll, do... I'll do a black. Black. Oh, that's I'll the secondary color. That's of, the secondary yeah. color. Um, so the way I see it is you have the, your basic understanding of a cycle is something that turns around and completes itself. And in, in the most pure form of that, you can think of a circle, right? So to me, an abstract version of that model that you have over there, yeah. where you have, you know, the one person and the other person, is this green? This is green. Uh, oh, it looks, it looks black. Or maybe a tiny smidge of, of okay. green, but all right, yeah. I'll, I'll let it slide. Yeah, you yeah. you messed up my, but it's okay. Yeah, my color palette. But, um, so the way that you have in that diagram, where you have you know element one, element two, fusing to create element three, 
which then fuses to create element, you know, to create element four and so forth. Yeah. It's the same concept as you have this cycle, right? And this cycle produces an idea or it produces something. Yes, yes. And then this thing, this cycle then goes ahead and produces another idea. There you go. Right? There you go. And Following. Then there you go. You have go. that yep. in the middle. Right? There you go. And yep. that's a cycle. There you go. And then you have another idea. Yep. And it's like this. But the funny part is this produced maybe one, maybe it produced two. Yep. Yep. That's maybe right. it produced three. That's right. That maybe this one fed off of and then yep. ended up producing and it just, and you've made the flower of life. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's where yeah. I was going with exactly. this. You know, and then yeah. you have all these points at which these things, you know, they connect and it's it's a big web of just yeah. awesome stuff. Yes. That's yes. what it is. It's you know? cr- cr- source is in essence creativity. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I and I think that like understanding that this is how the world works, right? Understanding yeah. that going back to what I said earlier where you're one force, you can drive something to a certain point, but then you're going to get to a point, you're going to, you can drive something to a certain point, but then you're going to get to a point where you need another circle. You need another one of these. Mm-hmm. And then this thing is going to create another thing. And then boom, there you have it. We have that same diagram yeah, once yeah. again, right? Yes, so yes. you need people, you need the teams, you need all that good stuff in order to create those driving forces that we were talking about to begin with. Yeah, yeah, right? that's right. It, it, to, another way of, um, that, you're, that you're inspiring me to, to think about this is that, and it's, it's really, really, really aligned with what you're, with what you're, with what you're sharing here, is that it's like the we have a cyclic we have a cyclic cosmological process that is very much so typically expressed as this as this ouroboros the snake eating its tail and then that process it's funny cuz this entire process from what you could call like you know the the big bang and then the you know the the evolutionary process and then evolution and then you have you know humans and then you have all of these like all of these insane what are called fermi filters right here which are like this last one is like artificial general intelligence and this one was like um like nukes and asteroids and uh anthropocene Anthropocene will 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 add um, will add uh, and bio war in that one in that top one, and then what's what's sort of what's sort of interesting is like you're describing. There's almost a there's a there's an idea, and this is what you could call this is kind of like the the creative maybe process and outcome of this ouroboros of the entire ouroboros and so you have grabbing another color for us all right so you have this this beautiful big bang evolution humans getting past the fermi filters to what is called the called the 
what's called the Godhead. And then this is also referenced to as the gateway. And then that's where, you know, we're, we're hypothesizing today that that's the metaverse. And so that's the synthesis of AGI, you know, bio slash neurotech and the uh, mixed realities. And then, and so, <clears throat> so we're hypothesizing now that you go from Big Bang, undergo this massive evolutionary process, get through the Fermi filters, get to this Godhead gateway metaverse. And then what happens is through this process, throughout this entire process, you've went through and you've, it's been a creative process, a journey, all these hundred billion humans, hundred billion plus humans that have lived and died to build our world and have had these experiences and the outcome, this entire cycle is that idea. And then from this idea as you know, even it's funny cause the, it's not just ancient perennial spirituality now that talks about this, but even Sir Roger Penrose, the physicist that won the Nobel prize in physics in 2020 is very popular for cyclic cosmology. And so it's getting mainstream. Ladies and gentlemen, it's getting mainstream. And so we have just to just to wrap on exactly what Omar was showing us is that and then you go from this entire creative process from Big Bang to Godhead. And what happens? You go another. It's just the recursive process on uh, goes again. So here's your snake tail. And there's evolving towards your Godhead. And then you're undergoing the process again. Here's your, here's your idea. There's the creative process and outcome. And so it's just this, um, you know, there's so many different ways to articulate this, this point. And that uh, I just think that this style of, of perception being cyclic and being uh, an all-encompassing, because you're not just, um, you're not just, synthesizing perennial spirituality with cutting edge science but you're also drawing out the uh the physicalism narrative of big bang too and then it's a big question mark and then we'll see what that is but um the more that you sort of put on virtual reality <laughs> um the more you realize that this already is virtual reality so all right. Well, other uh, other drawings or or thoughts, or is that? I think that pretty much that, covers that covers the basic gist of how I, I I understand this. I think that a lot of people can see this differently. Yeah. Um, but fundamentally, what they're trying to portray is the same, right? It's just that people have different ideas or different ways of visualizing ideas, and that, that, that everything is connected. Even what we were just talking about, like yes. with Make Plus, yes, you yes, know, yes, yes. and like you know, as someone might use Rhino to yeah. explain what you just did, yeah, yeah, and, and and you opted to go ahead and sketch it on paper. I think all it does is it's it's a mode of of there's a vision in here. I just need yeah. to tell it to you. I need to explain it to you. Yeah. What's the best way to do that? And for me, the the circle, the Godhead, this was a perfect, perfect way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. That was really well done by bringing that into our space. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Good job that, to that, you. That was nice. I, and these are, this is why when we're hanging out, you know, two weeks ago when I first came in that, uh, I, I do my absolute best to try and un, unleash this, this, the scent of the flower 
the essence of the soul is not limited to the entrepreneurial, the, sh the, the roots and the fruits and the moment, but it's also it's metaphysics. Right. And so to to unpack that by asking the the conscious agent about what their thoughts are about the nature mm -hmm. of consciousness mm -hmm. and reality, mm -hmm. it elicits this to arise of the scent of the flower, but it has to come, you know, the, the quality of your life is the quality of your questions. So if you're going to ask people about, you know, the surface level stuff all day long, you're, that's going to be the quality of your life. But if you ask people questions about the depths of the psyche and the depths of reality and all this stuff, stuff your quality of your life is going to be that. So questions are our queries into the reality space. And I'll, I'll also add to that, that like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've thought about this countless times. Like I've had this thought process in my mind. I've gone through it. I have an idea of what I think the, the creative process is and how things come about and how things come to life. But actually being asked the question and actually being sort of put in that spot where I had to verbalize it and then let alone also diagram it. This was, this was a great experience to really understand it. You know, like this, this was, this was great. That's fun. That's what we do. I love, that. I love that. I love that so much. And then I would say package this experience into a, into a little heart and package it into that heart and then keep that heart with you everywhere you go. And then when you're constantly creating from that highest, from infinity, from eternity, from cyclic, cyclicity, from your absolute highest possible ethical, moral, spiritual potential, everything else falls into place you're constantly reminded of that little heart package of experiences like this. If you can take that to your friends, to people around you and begin asking them what they think about it and drawing things out, sketching them out, showing them that little heart package and then having them take it around with them. That's enlightenment. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the slow and steady process of becoming more and more enlightened consciously consciously moving towards right. becoming more and more enlightened right yeah yes perfect that was beautiful beautiful i beautiful. love that essence you know one thing that i am very interested in doing on the program that i actually pretty much haven't done at all in 700 interviews is that i haven't asked our guests like questions that i think are like silly hit me okay i love the silly questions. okay cool cool um feel like i'm gonna regret that <laughs> I yeah yeah i feel like i feel like you're gonna love actually this question um so i would like to ask you about oh lord walk me through walk me th <laughs> walk me through your um walk me through the process of I'll just I'll I'll give you some background also. I think it's really interesting. I don't know if anybody has ever seen like the H three H three podcast and like uh Ethan and Hila Klein ask like silly questions about like tell me about how you like what's your ritual for taking a poop? Mm. Or like Logan Paul recently started asking about like, you know, how do you take your socks off? You know, do you go do you take this do you use your right hand and take off the left one first? 
and then you take your use your. Then I can see you're thinking about how you I take am, off your I socks. Am. And I, I don't know if I'm ready to share that, but no, nah, I'm kidding. Um, I don't know if I'm ready. I, <laughs> I usually yeah. just like. I don't take. I don't actively take my socks off. That's something I've never actually noticed. I I usually just like end up falling asleep with my socks on and waking up without them. That's, oh, interesting. That's it. That's, yeah. That's, so you're. You're like on autopilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I think it's something I probably do with like my feet. You know? Yeah, that, like, and that I was just, that was uh, Casey Neistat's answer was that he goes and he just puts his foot yeah, down and then yeah. s- takes it off, puts the other foot down and takes it off. Yeah, I I can't just, consciously like recall my and maybe it's because it's something that you don't. Yeah, you're not aware of when you're doing yeah. it. It's so autopilot. You, you know, that's a really good question. Is that um, or a good point? Is that for this silly question, I should be. Um, I should acknowledge that if I ask someone about like, hey, tell me about, you know, when you drive a car. It's I like, knew you were going to say that. You knew I was going to say. Gonna I, yeah, because you're, you're on autopilot uh, in your car, man. That's I, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew you were going to make yeah, that. Yeah, Go. Yeah, yeah. And so maybe we should be more like, where would we have a little bit more conscious awareness while we're doing something that is something that's very relatable? For people like is is the shower thoughts a good where to a good place to go like tell me about like are you someone that takes a long shower a short shower um do you use shampoo conditioner and body wash do you see this hair <laughs> t does this look like a short shower to you <laughs> i know um, you were telling me that the man yeah. one's a lot of work you're telling us that. yeah i mean yeah. i i take i take really long showers um are we talking like 20 minutes 30 minutes I think 20 to 30 minutes. 20 to 30. Yeah, there's yeah. I know there's a good 10 minutes that I spend on my hair. On That's just for the sure. hair. Yeah. On just the hair. Yeah. I could get into the details of that, but wait, we'll wait, finish wait. tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> um, it's so it's it's shampoo and conditioner in the hair. 100%. And do you do it twice or once? Uh, no, one shampoo, one conditioner. One shampoo, one conditioner. Yeah, one okay. shampoo, one. And each one takes you five because there's a lot of hair. There's also a lot of untangling that needs to happen oh, every time. You know? every yeah, time. Oh, definitely. Every Defi- every time. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, my hair is very curly. Yeah. And so it's it gets tangled up a lot, and then most of the times it's it's also bunned up the way it is right now. Um. So that just makes it tangle even more. So that there's like a good five minutes worth of like. I, n- I never thought I'd be telling someone Dude, this routine, that's, that's let the thing. alone that's the on like we're doing it live exactly YouTube, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll go through the process of, of untangling most of it. It shifts sometimes depending on my mood. I'll do the shampoo and conditioner first and then the untangling or okay. sometimes oh, the untangling oh. and then the okay. shampoo conditioner. Yep. But there's that. And then there's I know there's like a good five, ten minutes, you know, washing up. And then there's like yes. a good five minutes of just clean just water yeah and just take yeah, yeah and as just a clean, de- de- yeah. for me it's it's decompressing exactly you yes, know? yes like yes. the totally. hot water is that's right washing it's, away yes. today yes. you know yes yes yeah oh do you shower at night or in the morning definitely at night yeah at night. i mean my okay. my job is that i I'm you get hella dirty you get hella, I get hella dirty. dirty exactly yeah. um so and I, then I'm, I think I'm, a lot of the East follows that similar yeah. principle of yeah. showering at night before you get into your clean bed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whereas I think most of the West is showering in the morning to wake up. Right. Yeah. Right. For me, it, I to me, it's it's mostly the at night because a I'm and and I, again a I'm decompressing. Yeah. Right. To yeah to a, be more I'm relaxed going to bed. And then B yeah. is because I 
come home and I'm like soaked in, yeah. in you know sawdust and all other yes, kinds yes. of stuff. Do do you have to wash the hair every night or can you skip one night? Can you go every other night? If I'm if 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 I go to the shop, yeah. Then I prefer to wash it every night. Yes, yes. Um but if, but you're if, at home, if I'm yeah. at home, then I can skip a day. Exactly. Sometimes it's actually it's actually a little healthier to let your That's right. to let it breathe and With get the some, oils. some of its oils exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um but I have to choose between do I want my healthy oils or do I want my unhealthy sawdust and and all the oh, other that's stuff, right, you know? That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. Silly questions. Hit me I love a couple more. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's good stuff. I like the shower one. Can you tell us what um, your shower thoughts are like? Hmm. Oof. That's a that's a very bro- broad one because if you're if I'm angry at you, know for a fact that I'm thinking about you in the shower. Mm. You know, I'm swearing at you. I'm like, mm. if I'm angry, you know, mm. that's where again, like. I'm decompressing, mm. so I'm letting out all the things that like mm. it's that private space mm-hmm. where you're sitting by yourself, where you're not really sitting by yourself. Mm-hmm. But like, it's it's mostly all the negative things come out, and I address them in person. Sometimes I'll talk, you know, and get all of that sort of negative energy out and wash it away. So there's that, and then sometimes there's it's a good place for me to just brainstorm. You know, yeah. So it's 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 one or the other. There's no other thoughts besides anything random that might come up. But most of the times, it's it's the negative energy that I'm just like taken out, or it's me brainstorming something and being in my own little bubble, right? And then, do you have a little shower whiteboard, or do you have a little notebook, or do you just go on your phone afterward? Do you ever write down what you? I don't. I don't you don't write do down that. shower thoughts. I don't. I do not okay. write down. But okay. that's something that I might. I, I probably should start doing. Yeah, some of them are profound and you can act on them and it's yeah. really important for that future authoring North Star thing. Um, how about, uh, do, you, uh, do, you, do you remember your dreams? Sometimes. Do you lucid dream? Do you take control of your character in the dream? Very, I can't, I don't do it by choice. But there have been instances where I found myself in control. Yeah. A lot of times it's it's like, there are also a bunch of dreams where I'm I'm lucid, but I'm not in control. Yeah. Um, those are usually some of the dreams that I'm I'm not very happy, like where you're being chased by someone. Or Dude, I have a shitload of those. Yeah, yeah. I have a shitload of those. I think there's an explanation to it. I've I've read it somewhere at some point. I, I can't remember Traumatic right now, familial but... lineage is, seems to be the most epigenetic, scientific, mm-hmm, also mm-hmm. potential uh, answer to that. Can you elaborate on that? Just that epigenetics scientifically is validating that transgenerationally, we can pass down uh, DNA uh, uh, differentiations in DNA methylation and, and the histone tails, which then um, can, uh, when spiritual people talk about ending trauma, um, it means that there's an actual uh, biochemical process that happens to DNA that stops like if there's no more physical abuse it stops if there's no mm. more mm. um high levels of cortisol stress 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 it stops if you're not smoking hella tobacco drinking hella alcohol it stops right right and and so that's why it's really important to be a fucking good parent and uh to stop the transgenerational trauma and so i think that um the i think it's possible you know this is possible but i think that I think that families lineages that have um, 
undergone, um, and this is most of the planet, actually. Um, I think I think the reason why people have chasing dreams of them being chased and uh, and being hunted, assassinated, killed, um, extremely violent, extremely fearful, that type of stuff, I think has to do with our incessant perpetual war. Mm. That's very interesting. Um, on so to go back to the question, I I mean I I have I do remember my dreams. Um, I I dream frequently, um, so a lot of my dreams I remember, but then choose to forget because they're just like either something that I've been overthinking or something that is on my mind, and I'm just like further going through that thought process in a more like mental form, right? Um, but a lot of times I'll find myself waking up and all I can think of is the dream, right? I know some people actually like to write down their dreams and they have a dream journal and things like that. And yeah, I, I've tried that at a certain point in my life. And I, I just realized that I was filling it with a bunch of crap. Like I dream a lot, you yeah. know, it's a good thing, I guess. Um, but on the you other can selectively hand. pick what you want to, you know, fill with. I fill I fill mine with everything for the last couple of years, and it's been really insightful. But I also understand that sometimes it does feel like it's a completely irrelevant thing to even write down. And so you can choose which ones to write down, and it acts as a really interesting reflection mm -hmm. mechanism, especially mm -hmm. when people try and do like gene genealogical archaeology on our lives down the line. It'll be interesting to have these assets right, for them. Yeah, right. yeah. But then again, that being said, I think I also like to minimize how many things I need to do before I get out of bed, mm -hmm. right? Unfortunately, we mm -hmm. live in a world where the first, before you even, you know, don't do get it. up and never, bathroom, never touch your phone. It, that's that's never, the first ever, thing that people want to do. Don't do right? it. Don't touch your phone for an hour after you wake up and don't touch your phone for an hour, hour. before you go to bed. I, I completely and, agree And with instead, that. Um, reflect on consciousness on your North Star, on the divinity of life and you will be a lot happier healthier 100% if you have a partner laying in bed next to you talk then to them. even more so talk, talk to, them. to them yeah exactly um, yep, yep. but yeah so dreams I mean I, I also want to just put out there that I do believe that dreams are one way of your mind sort of understanding what you're thinking about right so it's one way for you to be able to to vision it's wow it's like it's like modeling Right? Mm. It's like having a modeling software, mm -hmm. but it's a very primitive version yeah. that's stuck in your head, right? And it just yeah. like it operates by itself whenever it wants, and it just shows you a few things here and there, yeah, every now and then that help you manifest the idea. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, and that's what model-based reinforcement learning is also in computer science and machine learning and artificial intelligence. So, humans are MBRL, model-based reinforcement learning agents. We do a lot uh, in our dreams. We do a lot of that, of running simulations about optimizing our mm -hmm. reward functions, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that—that's also what we do throughout the day as well. Um, yeah, and we. Let's see if I can get this right. The Monte Carlo tree search is where you simulate out, then you ex you simulate out from the from the base node, all the way out to the leaf node, and then you expand it outward, and then you see that uh, it's a good choice. So you select it, and then you go and do back propagation. And so, uh, yeah, select 
uh, sorry, simulate, expand, um, and then you, um, there's the choice, the selection, and then the back propagation. I think that's fascinating. I think it dreams play a massive role in that. And I want to ask you another silly question, which is, um, I like so far we've, we've done showers and sleep, which are interesting and socks. Yeah. And socks. Yeah. Socks was, I don't know where Logan got that from. I like it though. Socks is a good one too. Yeah. Yeah, So socks, shower, sleep. So triple S so far, this one is an F what's your favorite food. My favorite food. Um, it's a, it's a middle Eastern dish. Yeah. Um, it's called Muluhiye. Muluhiye. Yeah. What is it? Um, it's basically a leaf. Um, it's a plant that you just dry out really well. And then um, there, are, there are so many different ways to actually prepare it. Yeah. Um, but two of the more common ones are where you end up, it, it ends, up, ends up looking like spinach yeah. to an extent. And yeah. then you mix chicken with it. Yeah. And then you have it with rice. It sounds, re- I love it's, this. It's, it's really, I I love really this. good. Like it's, yeah. I yeah. can, what I are can, the spices? What are the butters? What did you add there's, to it? There's, <laughs> it's funny. There's a spice called seven spices. Yeah, seven spices. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's that. Oh, it's that. And okay. then there's a lot of cumin. Cumin. Yeah, I yeah. love cumin. And a yeah. shit ton of garlic. Garlic. Me too, yeah. bro. I'm all about that garlic. garlic life. So yeah. you, you put yeah. those three things with that leaf and yeah. a little bit of water. It turns into more of like a soupish thing. Yeah. Um, and that then sounds great, bro. It's it, I I should make it. Sometime we, well, for let's, you. let's let's should, let's um, do let's do it with uh, maybe we do it with Evan and we hundred percent. Yeah, let's yeah. let's just go yeah. and there's hang there's out a with second the shout out this video. Second. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's watching right watching. now. <laughs> for the shout shout out counter five <laughs> six. Yeah. yeah, maybe you should automate this at some point. Yeah, the, the Evan Bliss, the shout Evan out Bliss shout outs. You should have like a little, a little counter up here and just ding. Ding. Yeah, ding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's... I, you know I, why we talk about it at the beginning, though, is because whoever made the introduction between the two, get the shout out, it does that genealogical archaeology again. So you know that... I, I get yeah, it. You know the genealogy of where the network, the nodes mm-hmm. got connected and stuff. Because otherwise you, we, we forget. So it, it's a really interesting thing to be able to go back and recall at the beginning of the episodes. But we should definitely make it. And uh, is it a butter base in the, or what is it, a olive oil or? It's olive oil. Olive oil, yeah. yeah. Okay, it's, cool. I mean, Palestinians, yeah. it's almost always olive oil. Yeah, so. yeah, beautiful. That's awesome. Those are great, those are great uh, answers. Now, and it led us to um, uh, a, a man night, you know? Yeah. It led us to a man night. So, yeah. a bro night, I'm um, pumped. I, I yeah. have to say, not that I didn't enjoy most of it, but this silly question part, you should definitely do this for over every and episode. Over. Yeah. And I think you should yeah. probably start with it. Like, Interesting. You should start there, break the ice, yeah. and just like. Yeah. Okay. Try it. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> okay. So start with silly questions to break the ice and then get into journey. And then get into it. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, sometimes journey off the bat can be dry and hard for people. Um, especially if they're sometimes trying to get into some of the roots and it, it can be hard, but it also helps yeah. make like people know you better. Relatable, you know? you f- I feel relatable. like if I know how someone puts yeah. their socks on, I already know them a little better. A little you know? bit. Yeah. Um, and it, it's weird cause it has to be balanced. Cause there's also something <laughs> like, you know, when you start off an episode with, um, you know, maybe like, um, 
like uh, Steve Horvath uh, and the um, ep- his like epigenetic clock that he has. And I, I reached out to try and get him on the program. He's at UCLA, and I um, he said maybe sometime soon that he wasn't able to right now, but that sometimes it's also really not only sometimes people don't want to answer that stuff, but younger consciousness usually wants to play and stuff. It's fun. But also it's interesting that uh, it can sometimes be really powerful to jump, not sometimes even skipping, not silly questions and not and journey and just getting into like with someone else. Like I think like if we have um, like Sadhguru on the program, right. Or someone that is a mystic or whatever, uh, down the line when we have one, it kind of be interesting to just jump in like, let's go right into consciousness, you know, that kind of a thing. And that way it's like, boom, you're right there, right at the beginning. There was no warm up, no, no, no footsies. So there's like balances and trade-offs of course, to this space. But I like, I like that. Well, let us know your thoughts in the comments about the, uh, the silliness and where you like it in the program. It's really cool. Yeah. I'm glad you, I I just love its presence. Yeah. 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 Socks, uh, a shower. Three S's and an S. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Socks, shower, sleep, food. Yeah. Yep. Boom. That's it. Boom. I love it. It was a great episode. Good job. Good job. Thank, Thank you again for having me. I, I, really appreciate this opportunity um and i hope that we actually did move yeah this whole thing forward in in essence of what you're trying to do as well yes um you definitely helped me understand what i and we are doing yes um i hope that i've done the same for you too absolutely yes i love the smell of your flower Thank you. I love, I love it. the smell of yours too. Thank you. I can actually see it. You I know, can there actually that, see it. The there was peony. that point where you were talking, yeah. you were making that analogy about yeah. the flower, and then I was just looking at you for a second. I was like, "Damn!" Like this guy is this a guy really thought about it, thought this entire thing through. He knows where he's coming from. He's got a visual representation. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Smell that? I would really <laughs> love it if we could uh, almost like have a. A soul scent mm. yeah, that could be interesting. That's, anyway, anyway, soul sense, yeah. soul sense.com. Get the domain if you haven't yet. Uh, maybe we'll call that our next perfume. <laughs> I yeah. love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, you, 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 you heard it here, folks. I, I'll be the first to try. Let's uh, let's let's go. Let's go take a quick look at Namecheap. <laughs> just just for just for fun, soul sense. Go for it. Let's just take a quick look. What are we on? F six. Soul. Boom, it's registered in 2003. Wow, people jumped on that right away. Looks like we weren't the first uh, shower thought on Soul Sense. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's funny. Did yeah. it, what did they build? Did they build a website? Did anyone actually do something? Can you try? That? You can look through it. Yeah, yeah, we can go to it here and then we can go take a look. Let's see, did anyone do something with it? interesting no. or well yeah i mean they put a little soulsense.com is soulsense.com is for sale click here to inquire 
$4,725. Hey, now that we talked about it, check that price again in a month. In a month, Believe baby. it. Believe it when I say it, man. Yeah, yeah. Believe it when I say it. Well, but. that's a wrap, folks. We love you very much. Thank you for tuning in. Much love. Much, much love. We would uh, encourage you, if you do live in the Los Angeles metro area, get your booties down to make plus. And also, hopefully, this inspires you to make and undergo the maker's journey and also to consider the woodworking fab spaces, recording studios, uh, photography, music production studios in your local areas. You know, put those up, get building on those and unleash some unique creativity in your areas and support the artists, the entrepreneurs, the spiritual leaders, the scientists in your communities and around the world. You can support us. Our links are below. Support the people you believe in. You already know that. Let us know your thoughts in the comments. Subscribe if you haven't. Like the video. Share it with other people, especially those that need to get going on their entrepreneur creative dreams. And go and build the future, everyone. Manifest your dreams into the world. We love you very much. Thank you again, Omar. Thank you Great very job, much. brother. Fucking love it. Much love. Peace. Peace. Mm.